Hello, Zachary. What's up, Edward? How you doing, dude? Man, I'm being honest. I'm so excited to record. I know that life has gotten in the way a couple times, but you know what's still going on? I mean, I guess uh, sports is what I was going to say. That was really oh, yeah. involved. But uh, even though sports are go- is going on, and that's like our wheelhouse, um, apparently in Turkey, <laughs> there's some other things that happen. And um, look, okay, full disclosure, I've been drunk before. You know. Yeah, like, you know, passed out, woken up in bathrooms of other houses that I'm not supposed to be at. We've all done that, right? But <laughs> apparently, I've never, I've never crossed this line. This is pretty far. This dude in Turkey got so fucked up, right, that he woke up like in the woods, and there was like a search party looking for a, a person. They thought somebody had been like murdered, right? So this dude woke up and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're looking for this missing guy. His family reported him missing on Tuesday, and it was like Friday at the time. And so he's like, oh, hell yeah, I'll help you guys look. So they start looking. This dude has been in the search party for a couple hours, and they realize he's the guy they're fucking looking for. (laughs) Hold on. So the person who rolled up on him, and he starts asking questions, they don't even click and go, oh, yeah, it's you we're looking for. They're just like, we're out here looking for some dude. Don't know what he looks like. like. my thought was, well, maybe they're just looking for a dead body. Like, they just already assume the guy's dead. So, the guy that's talking to them that looks just like the guy they're looking for, that they're, they're not, they're not, he's not dead, so they can't be looking for him. The guy didn't even realize it was him until they started calling his name. And he was like, that's weird. That's, that's my name. Maybe there's another guy like that. I mean, you know, there, there are, I don't know what his name was, but. So. I need to know the rules in Turkey because I know here you have to be gone for at least 24 hours. Right. So Man, like, I don't know. Like I, I honestly think my family probably would not report me missing for a couple of days. Oh, mine would be a couple of weeks. Well, I mean, it would probably be like the first time they needed something. <laughs> like, Wait, where's that other guy with a beard that's supposed to be here. Hey, how come there's no toilet paper on the roll? Right. Like, huh. th- that's weird. All those dishes have still, they're, they're there for three days. Where's, where's that other guy? Why are so, the kids still at school? Right. Yeah. Like why didn't anybody pick these monsters up? So apparently this dude, his name is Bihan Mutlu. <laughs> Hold on. What? I don't know. Uh, he's a Behind he, Muthole. It's, it's B E Y H A N. And then his last yeah. name, his last name is M U T L U. So I don't know. Behind Mudhole is how I'm going to call him from now Behind on. Behind Mutlu. Behind. But yeah, so apparently um, they were out looking for him and they found him. But the people in the search party had no idea that the dude they were looking for was in the search party. So. I don't know what picture. I wonder if it's like when you look at like dating profiles, right? And you hear about all these people that go on these blind dates. And when they show up, they find out the person's been using a picture from 20 years ago and they don't look like that anymore. And maybe that's why they couldn't recognize them. They're like, oh, we're using his Facebook picture. <laughs> and he's like, from yeah. 2003. 
He's like, yeah, that was for when I graduated high school. When was right? that? Uh, well, I graduated in uh, 87. <laughs> no wonder nobody has mutton chops anymore, huh? Yeah, weird. I, I, I didn't recognize him because <laughs> he was wearing a different hat. Like, what the fuck? I don't know, I, man. I thought it was hilarious. If If I ever got that drunk, I would just go with it. I want to see how long until somebody clicks. Like, I'm going to ride with it. Well, I was wondering, like, would you get in trouble for not, like, standing up and going, oh, shit. Hey, I didn't organize this party. Y'all did. True. I mean, and you could just say, well, I thought we were looking for somebody else. Right. I didn't well, even know the person. Didn't you look at the flyer? Don't know. Nobody, no, nobody had one. Yeah, I was just right. walking around calling some dude's name. I just thought people were in love with me, having pictures of me and just walking around. Shit. I didn't know I was famous. Fuck. Yeah. Well, dude, um, week three is almost done. We got Monday Night Football tonight. I think we need to jump into this. This is week four, right? Week four. Shit. I'm, See, I haven't. Behind. I don't even know where I'm at. Yeah. Hey, Monday night tonight is, uh, is a division game. Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers. Well, let's quit talking about drunk turkeyans and uh, get this rolling. You ready? Are they turkeyans or are they Turkish? See that I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a well, geography guy. Like, okay, so they're they're Turkish people, but there's not just like one word because like you're American, right? You're not an American person. Turkin. So are you a Turduncan? Turduncan. <laughs> <laughs> Madden What's would it? be proud. What's somebody from Arkansas? An Ar- an Arkeesan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know that uh, they're probably really sad. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You made a reference to Arkansas, and I think we need to kick off the show. I think so, too. You ready? Let's do it. Woo! Get that shit. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. Here we are again, assholes. Week four, as I was corrected on, is almost done. Monday night game tonight. Chargers, Raiders. Um, I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I haven't even looked at the lines. I haven't looked at injury reports. I haven't looked at shit. I just know these two teams have been pretty stellar so far in the season. Yeah, uh, Raiders still undefeated. Um, They had the... <clears throat> the shocking win, I guess, against Miami, which was kind of odd. Nobody really thought they'd have a trouble or they'd have a trap game with Miami. They almost lost, pulled it off. And now they go against the Chargers, who have the up-and-coming Justin Herbert and Mike Williams made an appearance, and Keenan Allen's playing pretty well. Um, Austin Eckler, not really so much, but they're yeah. still winning regardless. But it's a division game. Anytime there's a division game, I feel like teams get up a little bit more for those games. I, they I got to, I, right? I mean, I guess because you always play those teams twice. I mean, there's probably more animosity, more bad blood because, you know, those teams basically knock you out of the playoffs. So, I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Chargers are going to walk away with the win. See, I'm on the fence on it. You know, the Chargers are riding high after knocking Kansas City down last week. Um, but Josh Gruden – uh, John Gruden's got something going on with the Raiders, right? Mm. Uh, we're, we're seeing a different Derek Carr uh, that we've been 
hoping for for what since 2013 or something i mean basically since he was drafted he was right like he was drafted and everybody thought oh it's just another Derek, a Derek car just another david car right and he's he very automatically had that offense. stigma you know and and it's weird every like coming out of college he was a great college quarterback had great statistics and then on top of that he has you know he's tall he's got some athletic ability can slide around in the pocket. He's got a really strong arm, but he was behind that, the eight ball already because he had to make up for what his brother didn't do. Right. And he was already looked at in a negative limelight coming into the NFL. But see, those are from fans that don't, that just watch sports center, watch the highlights or whatever. And then they don't understand the circumstances of what David was in. Right. David was coming into a new team with a, Nobody had any organization with that team whenever it came in. They just threw a bunch of shit together and said, we'll hope it sticks to the wall, right? Yeah, they definitely uh, did not come into the league like the Jaguars did back in the 90s. You know, they the the Jaguars were built immediately to contend. And the Texans were kind of, yeah, like thrown together. There were a bunch of new people that had never been in front offices and stuff. I I don't know. The whole, regardless, that doesn't matter. The point is, is that this year – Derek Carr is basically in he's to me he's leading MVP votes right now I think it, it, it's a tie between him and Kyler Murray I still think Kyler Murray is up there the kid well, is doing especially some after shit last year. week or after this this week's games right Kyler Murray looked really good they beat a really good team and they kind of embarrassed that team they really did and I was not expecting I didn't expect the Cardinals to win first and foremost, let alone win by 17 points, right? Yeah. I thought the Rams were going to come out here and expose the Cardinals. That's why last week I was like, eh, I'm not really into the mood for the Cardinals. Uh, but the Cardinals flipped the script oh and, and they put the Rams dick in the dirt. Um, Only thing negative that I have to say about that game is I bet the fucking under and they got a garbage time touchdown and I'm oh. so pissed. I missed it by three. Fuckers. I will – I will give it like Matt Stafford. I think he went into a little bit of a Detroit mode uh, whenever Arizona started coming up, maybe a little panic mode. Um, But you know what? It was still a good outing by him. It's just the better team won that day. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're now watching them play. I feel like they're evenly matched. Um, I know the scoreboard doesn't show that. I think they weren't a hundred percent ready for Kyler Murray. Which is weird to say because it's a it's a divisional game like we just talked about. So they see him twice a year. This is the this is his third season. So this is the fifth time they've seen him. You know, it's not like he's doing anything new. But I feel like Kyler has turned a page to where now he is a more dynamic quarterback throwing the football. It used to be, you know, hey, he's going to look at you know one read and if it's not there, he's going to run. And it's not like that anymore. Um, I, I have the, the stats here that I magically closed out the page on, but, um, obviously Derek Carr hasn't played yet, but Kyler Murray is second in the league in passing right now. Um, once Derek Carr plays tonight, obviously he'll take over that top spot because he's only, he's 150 yards behind Tom Brady. So Kyler Murray right now, after week four, will be three, number three in passing. Right. And that's usually not where he's thought of. He's an athletic guy. Obviously, he has a pretty strong army. He did get drafted by a major league baseball team. So, you know, there's that. 
But yeah, I think Kyler Murray is gonna is gonna shock a lot of people this year. He's gonna make that step forward. I think he's already started to make that step forward. But um, going back to Derek Carr, I mean, I think he's also doing that. The only person I think that saw that in the entire nation was John Gruden, and maybe maybe we should give John Gruden kind of a pat on the back here that you know when he traded uh, Khalil Mack, maybe we thought what the fuck is this guy doing? You don't trade right. a generational talent like that. And all that's happened since he's done that is the Raiders have gotten better. Yeah. So um, I know we were kind of all over the place there talking about two different quarterbacks, but regardless, uh, I think there's been a few surprises in the NFL. And I think those are probably the two most prominent ones. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Raiders for tonight. I think uh, Derek Carr is going to come out and he's going to pick apart the, the uh, defense for the Chargers. I think we're going to see a lot more gameplay from Darren Waller because we haven't really seen much of him. He's had little flashes here and there, don't get me wrong, but nothing like what we saw last year. Hunter Renfro, we're starting to see uh, getting a few more targets as well. Um, Henry Ruggs is starting to show out. Uh, where they wanted him, you know, it's a little late, uh, one year late because he wasn't so hot last year, but now he's starting to show he's he's available for the deep ball. So the running game is what I want to see uh, the Raiders pick up on. Like both sides, actually, the Chargers and the Raiders, they both need to pick up on their run game. Uh, Barber had a pretty good outing last week, but I think this week if Josh Jacobs is healthy, I, again, I haven't looked at the uh, reports, uh, you can probably expect Barber to come up and step up again. Then again, Kenyon Drake could come out and step up for the run game. It's so back and know. forth between them. You never know. Austin Eckler needs to go ahead and start showing his spot on this team and start breaking some yards, right? But I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Raiders on this game. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's a toss-up. I feel like it's a close game. Um, obviously it's going to be a divisional game. So they know each other. Um, I'm looking at what the spread there, there it's a home game for the chargers and they're favored by three points. So yeah. it's basically a pick, right? So, uh, over under is 51 and a half. Um, usually on division games, I like to say the under is a strong bet, but I feel like, these two offenses have a, a lot of firepower, especially uh, the Chargers on the passing game. But the the uh, Raiders passing game has jumped up, obviously. Derek Carr has 1,200 yards, and he hasn't even played tonight. So, I, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of firepower in this game. Chris Harris is banged up for the Chargers. Um Looks like Jalen Richard and uh, Josh Jacobs are both. Uh, Jalen Richard is on injured reserve now, and Josh Jacobs is still questionable for tonight. So um, it could be running back by committee. Could be Kenyon Drake. It could be uh, Peyton Barber. Is it Peyton Barber? I believe so. It could be him. I mean, he had a good game last week: thirty-six carries, one hundred forty-three yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's really nothing to sneeze at. So, um, I don't know, Austin Eckler. He's been spotty, so I don't know how how we feel about him yet. He's supposed to be, you know, a true uh, fantasy like fantasy football giant. Like he got drafted in the second round by most people. Um, I guess in some cases he was like the seventh or eighth running back off the board. So hopefully he can show out. But 
I mean, let's not let's not underestimate the Raiders. They've beaten some pretty good teams. They fell off last week, like we were saying. They, you know, I think they had to go to overtime to beat Miami. So that's a little weird, especially Miami without a quarterback. So right, that's a tough one to swallow there. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a field goal game. I think it definitely hits the over. It's probably like a thirty-one thirty win for the Chargers. I'm gonna say, but wow. We'll we'll see. So you think it's going to be pretty tight? Yeah, I, I mean, I I think that's how most division games are, except for you know the one division games where you play a team that's on the up and coming or hasn't, you know, they've drafted like a couple of the right guys, but they haven't fully established their roster yet. Right. So I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm going to stick with the the Chargers tonight. So I'm trying to do quick math while you're talking and looking at the previous three weeks Monday night footballs to see if that can give any betters out there a good scheme as far as what's going on. Uh, week one was over under 50. Week two was 48 and a half. Week three was 51 and a half. Um, so just trying to do quick basic math, but my slow ass can't do that. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, so looking at week three, it was over. Week two was over. And I'm looking at week one now, so and I'm not trying to go against what you're saying. No, that's fine. Um, but and the final one was over. So we've had three overs for the past three weeks in Monday Night Football. Uh, total score for week one was 60, 52, 62. So, I mean, really, if you look at the entire NFL, scoring is up everywhere. Yes, it has. It, I don't know if that's just because of play call or uh, referees or if that's just the rulings or just weak-ass defenses. I don't know. I, I think, honestly, I think most of it is because there's a lot more teams going for it on fourth down. Yes. I mean, we saw people going for it on fourth down uh, on their own, like, their own 35 this week. Yep. And, you know – Five years ago, that would have never happened. It would have no. 100%. I don't care if it's a foot because the risk is if you don't get it, the other team's already in field goal range. You've mentioned it before that they've come out with these new analytics as far as your probability of getting it on this down and this yardage left and so forth, this position. I haven't looked into this yet, but apparently I hear a lot of the commentators talk about it and the the coaches know about it. They're running it, and you're seeing a lot more fourth down conversions. Um, it, it's you're also seeing a lot more third down conversions as well. Yeah, and that the third down conversions I think are are defense um, oriented. I think there's a if you watched the game last night, Richard Sherman really had a hard time covering. Um, they're trying to run this Seattle style defense like they did back in the day. And the, uh, Chris Collinsworth – is it Chris Collinsworth that's on? Yeah. He was – NBC. There, yeah, he was talking about it, that basically the way that he plays, he plays in a trailing position and he plays on the outside because he's got the outer third of the field. And then all they have to do is you run right at him and then break to the inside on a 15-yard dig route, and it's wide open because there's no help to the inside of the field. And they were breaking it down, basically saying that that's how he ran in Seattle. But in Seattle – they had a safety or they had a linebacker that was dropping to that position. And so he didn't have to cover the in, inside route. And I don't know if you watched it, but um, that's where the Patriots were living, making yes. first downs. They were just yes. dropping back, 
he'd hit that inside cut route. And if the guy could get away, he could get away. And, you know, they were getting first down after first down. By the way, I know that I said it, that Mac Jones was Tom Brady light. Did you get that since last night? He had a composure on him yesterday that was actually pretty impressive. Um, even when the team was down going into the fourth, I want to say it was around the 434 mark. Um, he got sacked for like six yards. He comes up, looks cool as a cucumber. Um, kept his composure. They went ahead and got the first down, got the field goal to take the lead. Um, I wouldn't say so much Brady-like. I I think he's getting to there. He's still got a long road ahead of him to get. Oh, yeah. He's got Um, shoes to feel. No no kidding. I think after this season, he's going to look back on a lot of film and see his mistakes, and he seems like the kind that's going to pick up on those mistakes pretty quick and do a lot better. Now, the only problem is, is Belichick going to be around next year because I feel like that is hands down the best coach of all time that can coach him to get where he needs to be at. Uh, what's the offensive coordinator, Chase McDaniels? Josh, Josh McDaniels. Whatever. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. He, he is a good fill-in for there, but does he have the control that Belichick has, right? Probably not. Well, he's had shots to be a head coach, and he fucked them all up. So. Right. He turned it down the same day he got it with Indianapolis. So True. Um, I don't know. I, I think Mac Jones is their future. I'm not going to put him on a pedestal and think that he's the next, the third coming of Jesus. <laughs> but um, – I, I'm looking forward to watching him. While we're on the subject of, of rookie quarterbacks, all right, you, you mentioned something earlier about it with Derek, uh, David Carr coming in and, you know, the shit show or whatever. Yeah. You look at these rookie quarterbacks right now that are coming in. I'm a firm believer that unless you're a stellar, just outstanding rookie coming in, you should start. I think all rookie quarterbacks need to sit at least one year behind a veteran to get to know what's going on. We're already seeing the demise of many rookie quarterbacks that come into the league. David Carr is prime example, right? He came out as supposed to be one of the strongest quarterbacks ever to get drafted. He had all these great skills, blah, blah, blah. Well, he comes to a completely different league and has nobody to learn from, right? I think he had Tony Banks sitting behind him that probably could have helped him, but who's Tony Banks, right? Nobody's barking up his tree. So you look at people like Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has struggled so hard coming into the first three weeks. His fourth week, they finally get a win against Tennessee, which was a surprise. We'll come he back to that. really good, by the way. Right. You look at Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was set to be this god coming into the NFL, and he's struggling every single week. Now, granted, against the Bengals, it was a fight for it, but the Bengals came out at the end. It looked like he uh, might have figured something out, yeah. We're about, we saw Justin Fields. Justin Fields looked a little bit better this second week coming in, but it wasn't great. He went against the Detroit Lions. Enough said, right? Now we see that Jimmy G is going to be out with a, with a concussion, I believe. And so now, um, Trey let's do Trey Lance. We're going to get to see what he does, right? Now, granted, Trey Lance has had a little bit more experience behind Jimmy G to see what he does. He's had a little bit of on field experience, a little short pass, get a touchdown, whatever. Um, I still feel like, all these quarterbacks, granted, I told you at the beginning of the season that this was a busted draft, right? I wasn't excited about any of these guys. You need to put these guys, if they're going to be your your franchise quarterbacks, you need to give them the knowledge. The ex- Granted, the spirit experience is needed as well, but you need that older hand to come in and teach them, hey, you're doing this wrong, you need to do this, right? I, I agree with you to a point, right? Because, like, honestly – on the Chicago Bears roster, who is going to teach 
Justin Fields, this is how you play in the NFL because those guys don't know how to play in the NFL. Nick Foles, Nick Foles does. I'll say that. But Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton's still trying to figure it out. But how many how many quarterbacks have we seen that were garbage, mediocre, that played in the season, but then they become a coach-like person and they're phenomenal, right? They do good things, right? Yeah. It's easy to go out there and do the talk, but then whenever you look back at it, you're like, fuck, I know where I messed up at. I can share that knowledge with this one coming up. Hey, watch this from this side. Right, but so for the most part, though, like, okay, so the scenario that you're speaking of, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, right? right. So Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for two seasons, and I don't think Brett Favre directly taught him anything, right? Well, that was probably because of Aaron's attitude. Well, regardless, though, what I'm saying is that if I'm if I'm the veteran quarterback and they drafted this guy in the first round, grab a clipboard, pal. I'm not teaching you shit. You can learn how I prepare, right? You can watch what I look at and how I watch film and how I break shit down. Don't ask me a question. Don't talk to me. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is helping Jordan Love? Fuck no. My point is, is that it sounds shitty, but let me ask you a question. Tomorrow, you go to work, and they say, hey, Ed, here's uh, so-and-so. We just drafted him in the first round, and uh, we want you to train him exactly how to do your job. Um, we can replace you. We think that he's going to not only be just as good as you, he's cheaper, right? And he's younger, so he's going to be able to work more hours, and we're going to eventually we'll get more production out of him than we're getting out of you. Right. So we want you to teach him everything that you've already learned so that way the the gap between you guys is smaller i i get that point but look at let's take the chicago situation okay okay does andy dalton actually think he's the face and franchise quarterback no, see, now that's chicago a scenario Bears? where andy dalton knows exactly who he is and i think that makes him hold the cards even closer to his chest well i i, th- I think with him and nick Foles being the traveling bears um, no pun intended there. Just yeah. like, I feel like they already see the writing on the wall. Andy Dalton's probably done after this year. Okay. For sure. well, he's going to, he's got like five more years of being a backup. Well, let's, let's take Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick already knows his role. He knows next year is probably going to be a new team, right? So you're, you're picking out guys that are already like road warriors. So like, I feel like if, if Justin Fields has a question, he can go to Nick Foles. No problem. If anyone has a question, they can go to Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, no problem. But like the discussions that we hear from uh, like Peyton Manning, let's say, right, where he would go to the Pro Bowl all those seasons and he would talk to all those players. If you listen to what he's saying, he pried information from every single one of those players to make himself better, right? So it wasn't like, hey, let's go have a beer and let's play golf and, you know, let's go to this and let's talk about – it wasn't any, like, hey, I want to be your friend. At, I mean, it sounded like it, and I'm sure he's friends with some of them, right? But at the end of the day, he was trying to get information. Same thing with Tom Brady, same thing with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick talked about – he had a conversation with Peyton Manning about football for four hours, and he got absolutely no information from him. And Peyton said the same thing about Belichick. 
he's like, yeah, we talked, but we really didn't say anything for four hours. Right. Well, so, you know, the, these guys coming up need to do something different then because they're looking horrific. Um, they're going to have a long road ahead of them. They, they might be a forgotten name within three years. Well, so, and that is the reality. The reality is for 80% of the players, or it might be even a higher percentage, 80% of the players drafted in the NFL draft will not be in the NFL in three years. That's, that was something I want, that's something I wanted to look up earlier. I thought about it was how many undrafted free agents are around compared to how many players were drafted. Right. right. And see, in that, that part right there. So I guess what we don't talk about a lot is the salary cap, right? right. At well, the top of the salary cap, obviously you're going to have your stars, players that everybody knows, all that kind of stuff. But at the bottom of the salary cap, you're going to have guys that get cut just because they cost too much, right? Yep. They could be like, let's use it, I guess, in a Madden, Madden type rating, right? If you're if, like, say you and I were in Madden, right? And like your rating. Always 99. Well, I'm just saying your rating is 61. My rating is 60, right? Oh, wow. Well, I'm saying we're at the bottom of the totem pole. So if your rating is 61 and my rating is 60, but you're going to cost you know, one and a half million dollars, but I'm going to cost 800,000, you're going to get cut, right? And, and that's all because the guys at the top need those new contracts every year. Oh, I understand the that. The highest paid player or whatever. So at the bottom, they've kind of got to scrimp and save every penny they can. So if they're going to get, like, if your rating is 61 and mine is 60, that means through the course of a season, if we both play, you know, outside linebacker and special teams, if you come up with 70 tackles, wow, that's a lot. If you come up with 35 tackles and I come up with 34 tackles, but you save $700,000 by paying me, what are you missing? Right. And that's, that's the problem with the NFL is that you're constantly having people uh, like that make teams that aren't necessarily the best players. And, and that's where all this comes in, right? Like, yeah, you're talking about the, the new rookie quarterbacks are struggling, but those guys that are drafted in the first round, they're going to get a fair shake. Oh, yeah. They're going to get three years, well, except for Drew Locke, but Drew Locke got drafted in the, the second round, so maybe that's why he's getting fucked around. But most of the guys that are quarterbacks that get drafted in the first round, they get a fair shake. If you're Absolutely. an offensive lineman that's drafted in the first round and you give up like seven sacks in your first three games, you're already on the hot seat. So that's, that's what we're dealing with here in the NFL. And you're talking about, uh, you know, players becoming like coaches, like coaches favorites or whatever. You'll see that you'll see this coach gets fired here, but he gets hired on at another team. Well, ma now magically he's signing a bunch of free agents from the former team. Well, why is that? Because those are his guys. He knows what he can expect from them. And so your idea of, yeah, these quarterbacks should start immediately, and then these other quarterbacks should learn. It depends on who they're learning from. True. And I know I'm kind of going on a rant here a little bit, but I just I feel like if you're learning from a Brett Favre, even if it's through osmosis, it's not like direct learning. It's better than starting on your own and like just taking over for Brett Favre like that that I understand but if you come into a situation like Justin Fields did or let's talk about Zach Wilson who the fuck is the backup quarterback in in, in New York oh shit so oh. Joe Flacco is one of them 
right? I don't know who the second one is. I don't think Joe Flacco would be a bad guy to learn from. He no. has the years. He's got the miles on the tires. Uh, but I get what you're saying, though, right? No, like, my, my that's a, is, almost uh, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's not even close. Like, there's no argument there. Nobody's going to complain when Joe Flacco retires and he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. He might be, like, the Baltimore Ravens, like, ring of fame, like, because he won a Super Bowl there. That's possible. But – the situation demands who you learn from. I feel like the best the best case scenario for Zach Wilson, put him out there and let him burn. See what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> the kid's got talent. He's, gonna, he's, he's been a winner. He's going to figure it out. And it looked like this week he figured it out. Did you see the 60-yard bomb that he put right on the fucking money? I did not. Oh, my God. Dude, he's rolling oh, out. Man. Rolling out to his right, right? Rookie quarterback getting blitzed at all day. He rolls out to his right, gets a little room, gets his feet clear, and he points the receiver, just go. And the receiver just takes off. He throws a fucking dime right over his shoulder from his own 40 to the goal line, dropped it right over the guy's shoulder for a touchdown. It was It's probably the best nice. throw I've seen all season. It was incredible. I'm going to watch that – I'm going to watch that game today after we get off just to see how it was, just because looking at the stats right now of it, um, I'm, I'm baffled by Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I don't know what team I, right now they're two and two and they're leading their division, but they've got some really shitty losses. How do well, you it looks like penalties were, were, were against them as well as third downs. Uh, they were five for 19 on third downs, which is no bueno. Yeah. Eight, uh, penalties for almost a hundred yards. Like can't be doing that, especially against the Jets. I mean, what I don't understand though is like you look at their regular season, they lost to the Jets. Yeah. That's a shitty loss. And they lost to the Cardinals, which is not obviously we're learning is not a shitty loss, but they weren't even in that game. Right? Like the score shows yeah. thirty eight to thirteen, but Tennessee didn't even like I'm shocked they had thirteen points. That's how bad they played. But they, you know, they beat the Seahawks and they beaten the Colts. So the Seahawks don't look very good. The Cardinals obviously look like a dynamite team. But you squeak by the Colts, and I say squeak by. That was a game where Carson Wentz he sprained both his ankles, which I don't, I don't even know how that's possible. He sprained them both on the same play. So that's weird. But they beat them by what nine, and then now they lose to the Jets in overtime. Uh, this is uh, this is this is bad. But here's the thing, though. All right, Tennessee total yards four hundred and thirty to three fifty five. Yeah. You look at that, just that, you're probably like, okay, the Titans won. You look at time of possession, forty minutes and forty two seconds for the Titans compared to twenty nine minutes and three seconds. You look at those two stats right there without even looking at the score, you're automatically going to assume Titans won. Yeah. How do you? How do you have the ball that long with that offense? Now, granted, I believe Julio was out and uh, AJ was out. Both of them were out. Yes, that's correct. That's the downfall of it. But, like, even Derrick Henry running for 157 yards, uh, like, how do you not beat the Jets? Now, you look at it, though, the Jets' defense was was bringing the heat to fucking Tannehill. Uh, They got sacked seven times. So – there's a big uh-oh. Yeah. 
Grable, Grable, whatever his name is, Grable, Vrabel, what's his name? Mike Grable. He needs he needs to do something about that O line because uh, Tannehill can't be taking that. And your secondary wide receivers need to step up whenever your top two are are out. Like, damn, I I don't I I'm lost at words for this loss. I mean, um, I'm looking at the breakdown of the game. Uh, Tennessee was ahead at halftime. But it was nine to seven, and then there was no scoring in the third quarter for Tennessee. The Jets had a field goal. So going into the fourth quarter, Tennessee was down what ten, ten to nine, and then they traded points in the fourth quarter. Tennessee had fifteen. The Jets had fourteen to force overtime. But so I think the the discrepancy here is that. After A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, there are no wide receivers on this roster. Josh Reynolds no. is probably the next best wide receiver on that roster. But the uh, the receiving yards, Jeremy Nichol- Jeremy McNichols led you in heard receiving. that name in a while. He's a backup running back, and he yep. led your team in receiving yards. That's a problem. Um, There's no depth on this team. No, Well, I mean, to be fair, your top two wide receivers are – pretty good but if they're not healthy yeah you've got to have some depth and um, they let Johnu smith go away last in the offseason mm-hmm. so you can't rely on your tight end uh did henry have any reception yards out of the backfield probably yeah, not two catches for 20 yards that's it and he only had two targets so i mean that kind of makes sense but um i mean we talked about this before when you have a running back like Derrick Henry, you have to feed him. He had 33 carries in this game. But on top of that, Ryan Tannehill had 49 pass attempts. Yeah. I think we've talked about it before. That's that's just not – that's not a winning formula. It, it's so, still too early to be putting Derrick Henry to use like that. And we, we've beaten this dead horse many times to where you're going to overrun him – cause injury or come playoff time if well grand we're thinking they're going to take the division come playoff time derrick henry is going to be almost useless i mean you you that's true you have to i don't know it, to me it just it has to be more effective running because 33 carries for 157 yards but i think in the first half he only had like 40 rushing yards so I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with this team. I, I don't. I want to blame it on something, but I I'm know. I'm going O line and defense for Tennessee. They, I've told you, I've been very disappointed with Tennessee's defense with picking up Bud Dupree. They're not seeing higher numbers uh, across the board. They're. I don't even know where to start with it. But like I said, I'm gonna watch that game today and come back and probably off mic and tell you my my thoughts on it um shit once the website gets up we can go ahead and post shit on there on it too oh yeah we need to do that by the way but uh, yeah i'm kind of going through the defensive stats uh there was one sack of zach wilson yesterday one yep. where Tannehill eight yeah and that that must that must be where the problem who was sacked seven times whatever seven. close enough but i mean I, I don't know. You're right. I expect more from this Tennessee Titans team. It's very possible that they just know, hey, we're going to win the division. We don't even really have to try. 
There's nobody in our division that's any good. So maybe they just kind of slack off on these games. It's possible they showed up to New York and thought they were just going to win. Probably, because I think a lot of teams go, and when they see on the schedule they're playing the Jets this week, they're like, oh, well, do we even really have to practice this hard? Right. It's kind of like a trap game for me, because like watching Zach Wilson throw the ball, he's definitely got some talent. Yeah. He was, he was 21 of 34 for 297 yards, two touchdowns, and he did have an interception. Um, I don't know. Corey Davis looked really good. Yes, I, I'm sure Corey Davis was – just loving yesterday. Yeah, four receptions, 111 yards, touchdown. Um, I mean, I mean, it's just really it's just a good game by the Jets. I mean, C.J. Mosley played really well in the middle of the field. He had 13 tackles. I mean, like, I'm I'm rooting for the Jets this year. I want them to be the team that upsets a lot of people. I'm not saying that they're going deep. No. I'm just saying I want to see them upset some some people. Yeah, Excuse me. I mean, with the Honestly, with the helmets that they wear, I think those are so badass. I can kind of get behind that. Oh, the the chrome green? Well, yeah, that green, like that mirror finish on the green is fucking awesome. Like, I like it a lot. But So the Jets have the Falcons next week. I'm pulling for the Jets. I don't even know what the lines are yet, if they've even made them. Oh, um, they, they usually don't come out till Tuesday, but it, it, they could be out for teams that play on Sunday. I, I'm, I'm pulling for the Jets on that one. Uh, as far as looking at upsets, looking through the rest of their schedule, I don't want them to upset the Bills mainly because of my fantasy team. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them upset the Buccaneers. I wouldn't mind watching that. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Other than that, they're playing a bunch of bullshit teams, in my opinion. They got Dolphins, Texans, Colts. Uh, the Bengals are going to blow them out. Saints. The Dolphins, Bengals, Bengals. Oh, my God. They look so good right now. Um. That that's a that's a team to be watching for. Dude, like like no shit, they could challenge for the division. I didn't think we would say that. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying that they yet. Could. I mean, right now they're in a three way tie for first place. Mm. So it's uh, like a good three way. I mean, yeah, as long as it's not the Devils threesome, we're good. But so, do you know the AFC North? There's three teams tied at three and one. You know what team is one and three? Oh, tell me. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Bro, I don't even want to talk about that garbage team right now. Big Ben They are so bad. Big Ben needs to just lay it down. You know, like, I didn't think so, but it's – okay, so it's weird to me to say a guy that's 37, 38 years old needs to hang it up when a guy is 44 years old and he's he's in contention for MVP. So and talking about playing till he's fifty, dude. Yeah, he said that's another thing. I didn't realize that there was a record for oldest quarterback in the history of the NFL. But apparently, George Blanda, he was like forty-eight in twenty-nine days. Yeah, and I guess that's a record that Tom Brady wants. He wants them all. Well, I mean, now he's got he's the the most passing yards in the history of the NFL. He just passed Drew Brees last night. God, and Drew Brees was at that game too, and you know he was fucking sucking his teeth. I mean, like, I, I, okay, so full disclosure, I think Drew Brees is probably the most underrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. Him and Dan Fouts and maybe like Warren Moon, right? Because those are guys that are going to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, they're, you know, those two guys, Dan Fouts is already in the Hall of Fame, but those two guys definitely, or so is Warren Moon, I'm sorry, but uh, Drew Brees, obviously he's going to get in the Hall of Fame too, but he never won an MVP. 
And it's like, how does Drew Brees not win? And it's because he played with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And like that really, it kind of sucks. And then especially when you retire and you're number one in like one of the most prestigious categories for a quarterback and like no offense, but I feel like my kids aren't even going to know who he was. They probably won't. Mm -hmm. I'm sure his name will be brought up here and there. Um, if kids become Saints fans, they're going to know who Drew Brees is. Right. Uh, but, and like, he's gonna be I, I, that, you know, that's it. And I think it's real shitty, too, because it's your first year of retirement and you're on the job, on location, and your shit gets broken. Yeah, like, that's a double think, kick in the nuts, in my opinion. It might. I mean, I would take it that way. But I, I don't think that he does. I mean, he's a good guy, right? Like, I don't want to say that if you're a good guy, you don't take, you know, like that doesn't bother you. Like, I don't want to, cause I know, I guarantee it bothers Peyton Manning, you know, oh, I hands down. Stat that any record that he loses to anybody else. And it doesn't matter who it is. It bothers him, but you know, what are you going to do, man? Tom Brady's playing until he's 50. I mean, like no shit. Do you think he's going to throw for a hundred thousand yards? Uh, no. Because is that 80,000, what, 700 right now? Yeah. You mean tell me throw 20 more thousand yards and – Well, I mean, let's just – Six he's, years? He's already at 1,300 through four games this year, right? So let's do some quick math there and extrapolate that out, which I don't have my handy-dandy calculator open already. But let's say right now he's at 1,350. I don't really know where he is, but we'll divide that by four. So he's averaging – 37 or uh 337.5 yards a game okay right? so we multiply that out by 17 he's basically going to throw for 5700 yards this year jesus christ right so if he plays till he's 50 so just times that by six well if we multiply that's 30 that, grand yeah you multiply that by six that's thirty four thousand more yards jesus right? christ we think that he's gonna fall off eventually right he can't be we say that every year though but he can't. There's no way that he can lead the league in passing at 46. Praise the juices of Giselle. Dude, I swear to God, this makes me want to go buy a uh, Victoria's Secret catalog. Not I even. swear to God, I we're coming across a money market right now. Why are we not making bottles of juices of Giselle? I mean, it has to be that. But like, so my question is, can you get it straight from the tap, or does it still carry the uh, like the fluid in the like the vial? Does that work? I'm just gonna say Maybe we just put regular water. tap water in there, like those people who have the fucking healing water for the case for nine ninety nine. Yeah, uh, just slap it, Giselle, Giselle juice, and what? then so, sell it to people. Can you milk her like a cow? God, I would want to. Oh think, my or, goodness! I mean, like I'll even take like secondary stuff. You know, like if it's got some Tom Brady mixed in there. Like it's probably still okay. Mr. Brady, do you mind if I have that cum rag when you're done? Please? Yeah. Just want like, to print that out tonight. Just make her squirt. I don't care where it goes. I don't care if it's a pillowcase or if it's on your cum sock. Like I don't care. I want it. If that was on eBay, how much would it go for? $150,000. That's it. Well, yeah, because it's not, it's not like a full. Now, if the thing is though, if you could, the, what you would actually want is you would want one night with her so you could put your face in it. Right, right, right. But you straight from the so tap. you're getting the pillowcase drenched with her juices. Well, That's at least half a mil. Ooh. 
Probably. But let, let's say you could get one night straight. I'm Kevin Costner going into Waterworld with her. <laughs> I got gills and shit. But, but I'm, I'm asking, like, if it was on eBay, right, how much, honestly, how much do you think it would cost to get one night with your face in it? Eight million. You're probably right. Yeah. I don't know how my wife would feel about that if I took out a second mortgage. But if it made it, <laughs> if it made it to where I could throw the ball like Tom Brady, she might be okay with it. I wonder if it unlocks like superpowers. Like, yeah, for Tom it makes him this <laughs> infinite quarterback that never will stop. Yeah, it's like, like it unlocks the last level of Madden card so that you can What if it, it's the fountain of youth? Well, that's what I'm saying. If it was proven to be the fountain of youth, I think it costs a whole bunch of fucking money. Somebody call Fauci, get him over there and start doing some tests on this shit. Who's I don't that? know. That's the, that's the only doctor I know other than Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, Dr. Pepper. I know Dr. Red Duke, but I don't think he's around anymore. Um, Moving along, uh, yeah. you got some tissues with you? Why? Because we got to pass them out to some fans. What happened now? Uh, Oregon. Lost in Stanford. Um, That's pretty sad. Notre Dame, Cincinnati. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. There's a team I'm forgetting. If you're still uh, a Notre Dame fan, though, like you don't deserve tissues. Like th- th- There's a team in Texas that's supposed to be super great this year. What the fuck is in their name? Texas? Yeah. Oh, Texas A&M lost to Mississippi State. All you Aggie fans out there, are you okay? We're here for you. We're Okay. I, I didn't know you were going to go rub salt in that one. Um, hey, I, I'm against the Maggies. I know we're in Texas. I'm against the Maggies. And I know we're about to get so much hate from this, too. But, damn it, all y'all that bet 10, 11-game winning season this, no, I, no. I don't really think you're going to get a lot of flack from AM fans because the only time I've ever heard – like, full disclosure, I don't know anyone who's an actual AM fan. Um, but – the only time I've ever actually heard anything about Texas A&M was when Johnny Manziel was there, and it was one season, and that was it. So Boy. I'm not really they, worried about it. Um, they lost to unranked Mississippi State 26-22. was a hell of a game. I mean, that's uh, at least a close. Like, they put up a fight. They're just – they're not very good. They're, they're not. What team, what team demolished them, like, two weeks ago? Uh – Arkansas beat them last week. Oh, it was last week. And then Arkansas also demolished the other team from Texas pretty bad the week before, right? That is correct. Well, so, well not the week before. I want to say it was like week two, maybe week okay, three. Okay, so either way, they kind of they started climbing the ranks. And they were ranked but, eighth, I believe, this week, right? They were, and then they got put in their place, which well, everybody I was gonna say, what, what happened to that team? 37 to zero. Ooh, who'd they play? Georgia. Yeah, that's a good I've one. already told you, Georgia's my pick. Georgia is a very good team. Watching that team not allow a touchdown, boy, that was that was a beatdown. I want to say my my heartache for the the week in college football was Stanford beating Oregon. I was not expecting that one. They beat them thirty one twenty four. But I mean, uh, that at least was a good game. Like Arkansas didn't even get off the bus. But what Ooh. I do love about it, this moves Penn State up one they're already at four i think they're gonna go to three penn state this, deserves I, it though they're a damn good team but i think this is gonna put cincinnati over oklahoma 
Okay, so Cincinnati, Cincinnati and Oklahoma both pick. won. That's who I want in the playoffs. I want them in there because I feel like they're they the redheaded stepchild that never gets in. They always have stellar seasons. I know I'm using that word a lot. I don't know why. I must have read it. Um, no, it's but like porn search. But anyway. Oklahoma should have lost, in my opinion. Kansas State played a hell of a game. Again, we both hate Spencer Rattler. We think he's overrated. Um, but Oklahoma squeaked by 37-31. Uh, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. To me, they beat – one of the top-ranked teams, where were they? Number nine, seven beating nine. This should go ahead and bump them up into the top four, in my opinion. If Oklahoma goes into the top four after this, after beating Kansas State, uh, I'm rioting. So I'm looking at the AP top 25 poll. Did it come out? I guess it did. I mean, it's all updated with the rankings, but it's AP, so I don't know if it actually counts. It's not the coaches' poll. It's not what NCAA follows, but – Obviously, Alabama's number one. Georgia's number two. That didn't change. Oh, wow. Iowa is number three. Penn State is four. Cincinnati is five. And Oklahoma is still six. Yeah, but Cincinnati is above them, which I'm good with. Right, which is all I'm happy about because fuck Spencer Rattler. But Ohio State is at seven. I don't understand that. that. I, I don't get it when you have... Michigan, BYU, Michigan State, and Oklahoma, all Oklahoma State, sorry, all undefeated under them. I don't get it. And you're Oklahoma State who lost to an, to Oregon. So what in like week two? I, wait, wait. Yeah, Sam, they lost them. Who? Ohio State lost to oh, Oregon. Ohio State, yeah. Ohio State lost to Oregon, and they're ranked above them. Yes. I thought you said Oklahoma State. You threw me completely off. I'm sorry. If I did, I didn't mean that. But Whatever. Yeah, I I don't get that either. And I've watched Oregon play. Oregon is a very good team. Ohio State usually is a very good team, but they're they're just – they're not as good as they normally are. But, I mean, to me, we'll find out because Michigan plays Ohio State. I don't know when they play because I don't care, but they'll play each other eventually. We'll find out who's better, and I can almost guarantee Michigan's not better than Ohio State. They, they usually never are. Here's the – if this poll is as of today, fucking Texas is back in the 25. Oh. They're at 21. Why? How does Old Miss go from – they lost the number one team against Alabama, and they dropped from 12 to 17. I don't know. Like, but then you look at Notre Dame, Notre Dame dropped five as well. Florida took a hit. They dropped 10. Arkansas moved down pretty good. Yep. They're down to 13. Um, correct. Probably because I mean, I think they're better than Notre Dame. I look coastal Carolina is five and oh, Kentucky well, five and oh. Coastal Carolina is also playing a bunch of shit teams, too. Yeah, I was going to say, can we just remove Coastal Carolina from the top <laughs> five? Can we do that? By uh, the way, they, have you seen I'm their field? It. No. It's fucking teal. Is it really? Yeah. They're going with the whole Boise State. Uh... Like, it's cool because Boise did it. So, there's there's one other team that I don't I don't remember the name. But Boise State has a blue field. That's fine. This other team has a red field. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's uh, East Carolina, but I'm not 100% sure. I thought it was East Carolina yes. with the Pirates or something. Yes. So, like, that's cool. Blue, cool. Red, cool. Teal, man, just give it up. Just paint your field green. Like, quit. It's stupid. 
right? Like, are, are you a fan of the colored fields? Yes, 100%. But I think it has to be certain colors. Like, if, if you're making it teal, it's just off green, right? Like, that's weird. Blue is a completely different color. Red, completely different color. If you made your field black, that would be amazing, right? If you made your field purple, I'm, like, if TCU decided, fuck it, we're going to have a purple field, that's amazing. I, like, I would. Colors that are so close to green, there's no point. You're just wasting money. I wouldn't know how to defend if the field was black and the jerseys were black. Like, you would almost blend into the field, right? Like, right. Right. Like, imagine oh, if be... Sam Houston State made their field orange. By oh, the way, who oh, won? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, um, suck it, Lumberjacks. That was a hell of a game, too. Well, I mean, it was way too close for comfort. It but really right, was. But the Fuck. right team won at the end, so, you know, suck it. <laughs> um, looking into upcoming week for college football, I'm only seeing uh, – there's actually three games I'm actually probably going to watch. Arkansas versus Old Miss. Why? Uh, George, why? Yeah. Because I like the quarterback for Old Miss. Um, That's, that makes sense. Uh, Georgia versus Auburn. I think they always have a good game. And then uh, Penn State versus Iowa, number four versus number three. That is going to be, I think, a great game. I'm going with Iowa on that one because I love their fucking defense. I'm, I'm going to be watching um, – okay, this pisses me off. I'm going to watch Oklahoma, Texas. And it's not the Red River Showdown or whatever the fuck they call it. It's the Red River Rivalry. No one can say it. I can't even say it, but that's what it's called. Red River Red Rivalry. Red River <laughs> Rivalry. That's what it's called, okay? And they try to call it the shootout. No. The Red River Shootout is Oklahoma versus Texas Tech, and that game never ends well, so I'm not even worried about that. But I'm watching Oklahoma-Texas because I legitimately think Texas will beat Oklahoma. I hope so. Because I really running back so. for Texas is phenomenal. Yes. I don't know his first name, but Robertson. Robertson, right? Isn't that his name? Robertson. I don't know. Anyway, Robinson. That's his name, Robinson. He is the best running back Texas has had in a while, probably since, like, Jamal Charles. So, wow. I, like, I like Texas in this game. Um, it's Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. It's going to be a dogfight. But I'm hoping that we finally get uh, Spencer Rattler exposed. I don't think he's very good. Um, but that, I mean, obviously that's a game that I grew up watching. Texas is kind of a big deal. I'm not a Texas fan. I like their baseball team. But anytime Texas plays Oklahoma, I feel like you got to kind of pay attention. Um, it's it's kind of like how they tried to push the uh, Texas, Texas A&M game. It's not it's not as cool. Like that, that, that game will never rivalry. be as cool. I disagree. I feel like the Texas Oklahoma rivalry is way more powerful than Texas AM to Texas ever was. See, the benefit I have over you on that is I actually got to go to a couple of those games and the energy that's in that stadium right, for when they play are completely different than any other college game I've ever been to. Right, but those are that energy only comes from A&M. People that go to Texas don't give a shit about playing A&M. They don't mm. care. They care about playing Oklahoma every year. There's not a game circled on the calendar for Texas 
other well, now, than yeah. Oklahoma. Oh no, I'm just it's always been that way. That's what I'm saying. The people that are near and dear to AM, they have tried to talk this game up so much that Texas needs to play Texas AM, and I would rather beat Texas than than having my right arm and all this kind of shit. And people that go to Texas are like, that's that's cool and that's that's flattering, but we don't care. Like that's like their their like their little brother game. The the big time game for Texas is playing Oklahoma. There there is no Texas A and M spot. They don't give it now. Like in the fifties, it probably was a big deal, but since like nineteen eighty, when A and M hasn't been relevant, nobody gives a shit in Texas. So that's just that's how I feel. And I've always felt like you could go to every top recruit in Texas in high school, and you could say, "Hey." Full ride to AM, full ride to Texas. 99% of the time they're taking Texas. And and now with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, AM's like, fuck. We should have stayed in the Big 12. And then even if they had stayed in the Big 12, they still wouldn't be the top draw. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Well, while ta- while ta- talking about Texas AM, they're facing Alabama. Yeah. Number Good one, Alabama. <laughs> Line right now is at 17 and a half for oh. Alabama. Um, I think it's going to be worse than that. I think is. Alabama is going to just dominate this team. I, I don't know if you touched on this game, but Georgia, after the dominant performance this weekend, they mm-hmm. get Auburn this week. Yep, that's Every one of the They always have that one shitty game where they lose. Is this that game? Nope. I, I'm telling you, Georgia is too strong right now. That defense is fierce. I mean, but um, like, I'm not trying to go against you because I agree. That's probably the best college defense I've seen in a long time. But do we think that this is their letdown game? They always have a letdown game every year. I hope not because this would hurt them in the rankings, I think. They'll probably still be in the top four if they lose this game, but um, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I mean, don't Auburn, Auburn's 4-1. and one. They're 1-0 one and oh in conference. It's going to be a great game. Like, I, in all reality, I'll be happy with whatever the outcome is because I know it's going to be a great game. Okay. Do I want Georgia to win? Absolutely. If they lose, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, one thing we didn't talk about is that in that game, uh, Georgia played their backup quarterback. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. And there was, I think there was a drive where Georgia scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, they ran the ball 14 straight plays. They didn't even try to throw it. I mean, they could have. The quarterback for Georgia was really good. He played really well. But there was a drive, I want to say, where they ran the ball 14 straight plays, capped it off with a touchdown, and it didn't even matter. You look at it, though, like Georgia didn't have to do anything. Their quarterback, 7 for 11, 72 yards. Yeah. They didn't have to do anything. No. Isn't that weird? And you look at it, you look at all the team stats on it, it looked like penalties ate up at Arkansas. They were, they were fucking up left and right. Yeah. Uh, you, just Georgia's just so damn good. Yeah, Arkansas had 13 penalties for 101 yards. So but, good. I mean, I'm looking at, like, the team stats. Um, so, for Georgia, James Cook, 12 carries, 87 yards. Uh, Zamir White, 16 carries, 68 yards, two touchdowns. Kenny McIntosh, 10 carries, 57 yards. Kendall Milton, 12 carries, 48 yards, touchdown. Like, who are all these guys? 
the Razorbacks have a fucking leak, and they need to plug that shit quick if they want to stay relevant. Oh, I, I don't know if it's a leak. I think Georgia's just that fucking good. I don't know. But, I mean, Zamir White is their number one running back. He also had a punt, a punt recovery in the end zone for a touchdown. I think it's cool that he's their, their premier running back and he's playing special teams. That's pretty awesome. But, yeah, that, that game was total domination. Um, it was 21 to nothing in the first quarter, and then Georgia kind of let off the gas, kicked a field goal in the second quarter, field goal in the third quarter, and then they had some garbage time points in the fourth quarter. But shutting out Arkansas after they played as well as they did their last couple games, man, that's hats off to Georgia. Way to step up and just rub somebody's dick in the dirt. Like, that was great. I can't – God, I fucking love football. I can't wait for this upcoming – But I don't have to wait because we got Monday Night Football again tonight. We already talked about it. Before we wrap this up, I know you mentioned it. Let's go over it one more time. Zach, they got the spread at three. They've got over-under at 51-and-a-half. What's your picks, man? Man, I'm going to take – I would take the Chargers' money line – and I would take the over in that game. See, I'm, I'm going complete opposite. I'm going Moneyline Raiders. They're, they're at plus 145, and I'm going with the under on this one. I think, uh, I think this is where we break the streak of overs in Monday Night Football for this season. All right. So. Well, I mean, it's bound to happen. It is a divisional game. They're both very good teams. Um, I just feel like the offenses are pretty powerful. Um, speaking of – Powerful offenses. I want to transition over to some baseball real quick. Okay. The uh, Major League Baseball season is over. We've got our postseason bracket. Um, We've got some pretty good wild card games. Um, Boston is playing New York. Boston. The Dodgers are playing the Cardinals. God, I hope the fucking Cardinals just fucking win this game. It's almost ingrained in my DNA to root against the Cardinals, but I'm a Cardinals fan this week. This, this Dodgers team, they won 105 games, 104 games, and they're a wild card because the Giants won like 107. Yeah. Holy shit, man. So, um, yeah, go Cardinals. I mean, like I say that half-assed because I just – I hate the Cardinals, man. God. Go Cardinals, go Red Sox. Um, Double yeah. red. I mean, I honestly feel like the Cardinals and the Red Sox are going to win anyway. Um, so that puts the uh, Red Sox against Tampa Bay, and I'll put the Cardinals against the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. And then rounding out the playoffs, Astros play White Sox, and the Brewers play the, the Braves. So um, I don't have my notebook written down, but I think I picked the White Sox to play the Dodgers and I'm pretty sure you picked the Yankees to play who did you pick the Dodgers probably I don't remember no, I think I think I had the Mets going deep oh okay maybe that's what either I the Mets or the Braves well the Braves are still available so we'll just say that your picks are the Braves and the Yankees I'm assuming <sighs> yeah um I Full full disclosure, huge Astros fan, but I just don't think they have the pitching. Um, their lineup is incredible. Uh, Yuli Gurriel won the batting title. Um, I don't know if you saw it. He came off the bench in the bottom of the ninth inning, hit a walk-off single, 
boosted his average to 319, and he won the batting title. He's the oldest player to win the batting title since Barry Bonds. So he's, I don't know if you know, he's 37 years old, won the batting title. Pretty cool. That's his first one. Um, and he edged out his teammate, Michael Brantley, who also, I don't know if you know this, Michael Brantley has never won a batting title. That's as crazy. As he is, he's never won a batting title. So crazy. So looking at this playoff lineup, do you see any upsets first off with the wild card? Now, is there anything that you consider as a upset since both teams are fighting for their I mean, playoff spot? It's weird. I kind of feel like if the Yankees don't win, it's an upset, yep. even though they're the lower seed. And I feel like if the Dodgers don't win, it's an upset. But, I mean, the have you looked at the pitching matchup? So um, it starts tomorrow, Yankees-Red Sox on ESPN. Garrett Cole versus uh, – <clears throat> holy cow versus Nathan Eovaldi. So I feel like that's advantage Yankees. Um, yes. Garrett, Garrett Cole led the American league with wins. He had 16 wins. Um, but Eovaldi's a really good pitcher. Um, he's from our area. I don't know if you knew that. So I kind of feel like rooting for him. Plus I just, I really hate Garrett Cole. <laughs> like, he pitched super, super well for the Astros. But every time I talk about Garrett Cole, it pisses me off. He's like the, uh, you know, the, the girl in She's All That. Have you seen that movie, She's All That? Where they just basically at random pick this chick. And I love then, the 90s movies reference. That's awesome. Well, they like, you know, they make her all up and they change her clothes and she becomes like a popular girl at school. So it's like Garrett Cole pitched for the fucking Pirates and nobody knew who he was. Right. Astros grab him, they boost him all up, they let him grow his hair out, he grows a beard, he becomes a man, learns how to throw a curveball, and then he's like, you know what, I know you guys made me, but I'm going to go make some money. Left and got paid by the Yankees, and like now he's like the most popular guy at the dance, and it's like, we made you prom king, we got you that Division One scholarship, and now you don't know who we are anymore. So I think I there's Luke. still a little bit of a iffy on him because of the whole foreign substance. Because he never gave a straight answer on that. Well, so I think the straight answer was when he asked the uh, Angels, uh, like equipment manager, for the sticky stuff recipe. I think the jury, the jury was out until that conversation happened, and now it's like, no, nah, he cheats for sure. Right, but uh, I'm I'm with you. I think the Yankees, if they lose, it will be an upset, but the power of Fenway is with them. I believe Red Sox are going to pull the upset. Okay. As much as, much as I want the Cardinals to win, we got to look at reality. The Dodgers are probably going to dominate them, right? Yeah. The batting title champion for the, Amer- for the National League is Trey Turner, which was a hell of a pickup they made of the trade. They made some great trades. Yeah, and also pitching for them is Max Scherzer, Another guy they got in the same trade. I look, the the Dodgers are a hell of a team. The lineup is amazing. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you beat that team. That's a great team. I think when it comes to the Giants and the Dodgers, we're whoever wins that, in my honest opinion, will probably win the World Series. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I don't see how they couldn't. Those teams are so good. They're, they're very, very good. 
And we talked earlier on in the season about the Giants and how, like, you can't name anybody on there, but wow, everybody's very fucking impressed with how they're doing and how they've been such like a quiet team, if you will, as far as big names and stuff and being as great as they are. Like a lot of people put a lot of their eggs in the basket for San Diego. Mm-hmm. San Diego came up short this year. Um, but, they fired their manager with a week to go in the season, by yeah. the way. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad playoff time is here. This is a fun, exciting time as well as all other playoffs. But I will actually be watching more baseball this couple of weeks. So I have to tell my wife I'll be glued to the TV for a while. I may call into work a couple of days. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, hey, you know, do what you can for the podcast, buddy. We need you. Right. Um, full shout out to um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, he hit 48 bombs. Him and Salvador Perez, they tied for the lead um, in home runs in the majors. Mm-hmm. Um, our MVP pick prior to the season, Mr. Shohei Otani, had 46 jacks himself, um, had 100 RBIs, and uh, his average is a little subpar, 257. But I mean, you have to remember that he was also a fucking pitcher. So, true. Pretty good season, man. Um, but yeah, is there anybody else that you're picking for MVP other than Shohei? I'm I'm sticking to him. I, I think what he did on both sides of the ball is just phenomenal. Um, this kid is going to be so fun to watch as the upcoming years go on. Uh, my only concern is what team is he going to go to because there's already signs that he's not going to stick with the Angels. Yeah, he's come out and said he loves the Angels, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him go somewhere else. I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know how the Angels can let him go. I also don't know how they can sustain two large contracts that they're going to commit. I mean, they already got Mike Trout for a billion dollars for, you know, a hundred years. Can they sign another guy for that kind of contract? I would, I'm going to be a fan right now and love to see him in Houston. Like I would, I would would just go crazy, but the likelihood of that happening is probably pretty slim. Yeah. That's Off-season baseball and off-season football are some of my most exciting times with the exclusion of the actual seasons themselves. Um, Just to see what players do, where they go, what the talks are, what the rumors are. um, Just puts a little spark in me, puts a little pep in my stomach. I mean, really, yeah, both both leagues have kind of followed the NBA. Um, It seemed like, you know, during the season would be the only time you talked about pitchers and the only time you talked about the NFL was during the season. There really wasn't a lot of moves that were going on in the off season. And I mean, same thing with every sport, I guess. And then the NBA, they started doing this free agency period and all this kind of stuff. And really the other two leagues have adopted that. And it's made it to where sports are popular year round, you know, yep. following who's going to what team and who's building a super team and who's going to join this player in that place. And who's going to get the big contract. Like it's, yeah, it's really cool. The, the, I think Major League Baseball calls, calls it the hot stove. And then uh, I don't know what football calls it other than just, you know, off season. But right. <laughs> the well, way it's made it to where it's something to talk about all year long. Well, we've got the, the off season of baseball coming up for the most part. But we also have the start of NHL and NBA coming up. So we still have – a lot of homework, a lot more to talk about. If there's something that we're missing, y'all let us know um, that y'all want to hear about. 
I would try soccer. I've tried soccer watching it. Um, I just can't get excited about a zero zero finish. Um, but you know what, if that's what y'all want, then I'll, I'll dabble a little bit in it. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, let us know what y'all think. Let us know what y'all think about Shohan, where he's going to go. If he's going to win MVP, let us know anything. I don't give a damn. Just, Talk to us. Get at us, man. I need hey. you. Yeah, like we are. Uh, we're starting. You're like if you're a fan now, you're starting on the ground floor because we're doing things. We're we moving up. We're getting the followers. We have a video on TikTok that's almost got what two hundred seventy-five thousand views. No, we're over two hundred eighty. Oh, so we're over two hundred eighty. So I mean, get in while the water's warm. We're about to be at a thousand followers. Yeah, eventually the uh, the bus is going to leave the station, and you're not going to be on it. So get at us now. Next time you're at your proctologist meeting, go ahead and <laughs> mention us while he's two fingers deep inside of your bunghole. Hey, doctor, uh, do you know about two one of the athletes talk sports? Yeah. Like however your experience was. Mine was pleasant. Um, however he gets in from the first knuckle to the second knuckle, if you uh, are able to take his mind off of it, he's a lot more gentle, I've found out. What's weird, though, is both hands were on my shoulders. Was there another person in the room? Well, when he got done, he took his jacket off. because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I just Talk didn't know how express last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Man, y'all know where to find us. We're on all things social media. We already plugged our TikTok. We're, we're on Facebook. We're on the, the Gram. Um, I don't know where else are we? Twitter. Um, I, I think I saw we're on the side of a bus the other day, but, um, yeah, Yeah, I mean, we're definitely, we're, uh, we're the podcast that's being played in your doctor's office's waiting room. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes they play it, you know, in the insane asylum. Sometimes they play it, you know, over a loudspeaker for torture. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't care at this point. A play is a play, a view is a view. I'm all about it. If we've we're making mentioned. people go crazy, that's cool. If we're we've healing mentioned people, on multiple Houston radio stations, so like you said, we're doing some shit, right? We're, we're making so. things happen. We might sponsor some more, uh, some more cook teams because, you know, they treat us nice. Well, yeah. We can do all kinds of stuff, man. We're here for y'all. We love all y'all's feedback. We love your communication, your interaction. Hey, we're having fun doing this and hope you're having fun listening to it. Yep. This has been another episode of 2 Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. See you later, assholes. Always the goat.